Hello. Thank you so much for listening to Gourmet Garbage. Before we get to the episode, I've got a huge favour to ask you. If you love what we're doing and you think we deserve it, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It's super helpful for us and it's nice to know that you like what we're doing. Thanks so much for listening and here's Gourmet Garbage. I'm Josh. And I'm Ellie. And this week on Gourmet... <laughs> I'm Josh. And I'm Ellie. And this week on Gourmet Garbage, we're pairing the food sausages. <laughs> you it's... can't just say sausages. <laughs> I want to. I'm Josh. And I'm Ellie. And this week on Gourmet Garbage, we're pairing the food sausages. With the show Real Housewives of Auckland. Gourmet Garbage. Yep, it's our national dish. <laughs> Have you heard of them? Uh, sausages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> your neighbor. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Your neighbor is playing the worst reggae all day. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, listener, you won't hear this because, Josh, you're an incredible sound editor. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not the kind of neighbor you can just go knock on the door of, though, because it's the kind of house <laughs> where they have the like. shit out of you. Yeah, well, they've got like old mattresses pressed up against the windows and, and like, yeah. Uh, no. Oh no, it's a Croydon cult. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. Just sausages? Yeah. He doesn't tell me what he's making. He tells me as he says it, so I'll have some kind of reaction. But sausages. Yeah. All right. So this week we're doing we're going we're going we're going to my homeland. Just dream of the homeland. What was that accent? He went, he went African. Uh, Wakanda. Yeah. Josh is from New Zealand. Have I not mentioned that? No. Okay. It's been two episodes, actually, since you've really talked about it. So right. that's actually fair to say. So, yeah, we're going back to my hometown. And I'm back. Yes. <laughs> I've been How re- are you? Well, I had um, terrible stomach pains. Mm-hmm. I genuinely thought I was in labor. <laughs> I was yep. like, Josh. So we were both shitting ourselves. Yeah, I just swear to God, I was like, is this what labor feels like? I am using protection everything's good but we just thought we, we don't have sex no we're waiting yeah no but um seriously i was like well this makes no sense i can't be but that's what it felt like i can only describe it as labor slash um appendicitis which i've already had uh turns out you gave birth to your own bladder <laughs> <laughs> my organs just started flopping out <laughs> Um, no, I'm fine now. I had uh, something wrong with um, my tummy and I was on antibiotics and I'm good now. Um, but the only symptom was just crippling pain. Who yeah. knew? Yeah. What a fun day in A&E. But Josh, you, you made me laugh the whole the whole way through. And that is just the best part about having a boyfriend like you. You'll just make me piss myself laughing while I'm dying of pain. But also the worst part when you have abdominal pain. To laugh all day. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's not great. I did just start screaming. You're like, shut up, stop up. Better. No more, yeah, more comedy. <laughs> Enough with the comedy. Uh, it was, yeah, it was oh, an interesting yeah. weekend. Yeah. I, they, <laughs> they gave me a cannula. Yes. And so for the rest of the day, I was just like, Josh, can you pass me my bag? I can't because I have a cannula. Because you know how it feels when they put a needle yeah. in your arm and I know it's um, like a plastic tube, but for me, I just can't stop the thought of it like breaking, no, twinging, I know. so I keep my arm dead straight. I know exactly how you feel. When I was in hospital for a week last year, I had a cannula, cannula in the whole time, and every time I showered, I forgot about it and would scrub over uh, it. No. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. 
Wait, so do you want to tell them why you were in the hospital last year? Well, you like to think of it as a very Victorian, almost a... It's, it's such an old man's... disease. An old man's problem from the, like, 1800s. So I was in the former British colony of Malta, sampling the local delicacies... <laughs> No, I was in Malta on holiday with my family uh, last summer. In all seriousness, I was in Malta. I was in Malta. (laughs) So I was in Malta with my family last year. We wanted to try the local food, uh, so decided to eat rabbit. I swallowed a tiny rabbit bone. It punctured my esophagus. I went to the... I I decided I want to get back to London so I can be in hospital at least where I live. So I flew back to London, went to hospital straight away. The doctor said, this is the... Well, he said, one, I can't find the bone. We've x-rayed it several times. (laughs) Tell me about it, ladies. (laughs) So the doctor said he couldn't find the bone, but what he could find was the, and I quote, biggest fucking infection I've ever seen in somebody's throat. So in summary, you swallowed a rabbit. I swallowed a rabbit bone and ended up in hospital for a week. I don't know why. It's the most ridiculous outcome. So imagining you like this... You know, like, ruddy-faced Victorian man that's just been drinking so much port. And you're, oh, I think I've swallowed a rabbit bone. Oh, uh, now. <laughs> By golly, chaps, I think I've swallowed a rabbit bone. I'm supposed to take the Titanic <laughs> next week. They say it's unsinkable. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I I had a cannula. You had a cannula. So I made Josh do all things for me that day and then you called me on tuesday and said i can't do the podcast this week i have a cannula i did not say it like that i just said i do not have the energy to be charming which is a thing it is sometimes hard to be charming i wanted to just be stewing in my own filth in my parents house and trying to get 100 percent completion on red dead redemption <laughs> 2 and that was what I needed. I needed that kind of, I needed that recovery. And I had it. And I'm very grateful because your bonus episode was adorable. Thank you, Big Ed, for your shout out. We will um, at you. One day, if we are successful enough, we can have you on the podcast to review something with yeah. us. Well, all I can say is all of us, you know, me and the whole production team here at Gourmet Garbage <laughs> missed you last week. You and Ollie. Ollie was with you. <laughs> I'm really glad to be back, guys. We love doing this so much. Yeah. There's so much we want to do. There's so many shows we want to review. I think we will branch out from reality TV at some point. Yeah. Maybe do docu-series, maybe do movies. But at the moment, we're going to stick to our little reality TV niche because we're in a pandemic still and we need to talk about nothing. We need to talk about silly nothing. Random thought. Mm. Post-pandemic, mm. I would like to do Gourmet Garbage does off-West End musicals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's go watch Fiona Shaw do a, a reading of T.S. Eliot, The Wasteland. <laughs> and we just get drunk and talk about it like, oh, my God. This bitch is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Let's do that. Cool. Great. Plan. Um, but sorry, that was a long catch up. Yeah. But um, Josh is taking the lead because I think I I talk too much. I do. It's the American in me. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is really a you sort of episode. Well, we're going back. We're going back to my homeland, like I said. (laughs) My homeland. So we're going back to. So obviously, the Real Housewives, the Bravo franchise, uh, like all good things, eventually reaches New Zealand about twenty five years later than (laughs) everywhere else. But so 2016 rolls around. Uh, They make a real Housewives of Auckland. Auckland being the biggest city in New Zealand, the city where I'm from. Here's the thing. I think New Zealand might be the only country in the world 
where Real Housewives was the number one show overall on TV at a time. That doesn't surprise me. I swear it would be the number one in the US as well. But like, I mean... But this is like across networks, cable, satellite, everything. Oh, like not just reality? Not just reality. This was the number one (laughs) number one non-news show on the days it aired in New Zealand. With shares of like... It was up to like 30 or 40 share on some nights. So... We love our housewives. That's your order. Elle's having second thoughts about New Zealand. What do you mean? No, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I mean, I loved this show. Mm. I, I hate loved it. It was very short lived. It was one season and then got cancelled. <laughs> so, yeah, these are the real housewives of my hometown. And we're going to look at a very specific episode tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the rest of the one season they made four years ago. This is a super easy um, show to review. Yeah. But um, also interesting, it, they they made it exactly a year after I left New Zealand. So I, I didn't even realize that they had made it until earlier this year. I didn't know it was a thing. Okay. But we're going to go for, uh, it's episode nine of season one. Which um, one was that? It's called Launch Off. Is that, the, that's the party one. Basically, the synopsis is tensions arise between Gilda and Angela over the two <laughs> launching their books, resulting in them facing off again. This one was so good. Oh yeah. my god. So I think this was my favorite episode of the series. We were laughing so much yeah. at that. It's, oh my um, god, it's yeah, sorry. I am trying not to get ahead of myself. We will yeah, we will yeah. discuss. I think essentially what we can say now is it's um two very different book launches and the comparisons are fairly entertaining. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And to pair with it, I'm making sausages. Yeah, can you elaborate? So it's a... Um, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, no, it's a, bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a long story. So sausages are a very large part of our cuisine in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make you a quite a classic. And I'm, when I say classic, I mean really classic, like my mum's mum made this for her sausage meal this week. But I had second thoughts over this first recipe because what happened with you last week was in the stomach. This might be a little much for it. <laughs> <laughs> and so the the classic meal I wanted to make you is um Can, let me just say I just had pain. I was not yeah. I I didn't I didn't poop myself. I'm I'm still a lady. Exactly. You don't poop, right? <laughs> no. Women I, women don't poop till they're married. We poop glitter until we're married. <laughs> and then it's all on. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is this is meant to be a spicy meal, but you've adjusted the recipe for me? I've changed it to something else, basically. I was originally going to make you uh, curried sausages. Well, that sounds really fucking good, and I want that. Then we'll make curried sausages. <laughs> Does how, wait, but how much is that? It's just like a curry powder adding situation? It's mild. Okay, well, I can do a mild. I just can't do some like big fuck-off vindaloo situation mm. where my butt falls out. Because the alternative, the alternative that I'd come up with was New Zealand-style sausages and mashed with onion gravy. Oh, that sounds very comforting. And also, we are back in another heat wave. Yes, we are. <laughs> Poorly ta- timed. Yeah, well, this hey, we're sticking to a schedule. <laughs> right? Like, real champions. We assumed September, London, it would be cold. Yeah, so... Curried sausages are like a classic New Zealand winter meal because... That sounds very Germanic. Up until about... Well, up until about sort of the 60s, 70s, probably even 80s, there wasn't a lot of exotic food in New Zealand. And so this was the closest a lot of people came to a curry. Okay. It's not really a curry, but it's it's curry-ish. Okay. It's quite nice. I, I'm really down for it's this. It's very basic. So we'll do curried sausages. You keen for that? Yes, I'm keen. What would you say if I was just like, no, let's get like, let's just get sushi. Like literally, what would you say? 
That's not me saying I would, but I'm just wondering what your reaction would be. <laughs> I'm like... too sweaty to cry. <laughs> Got no tears left to cry. <laughs> They're all coming out my pits. <laughs> At the back of this chair is moist. I'm stuck to the back of this pleather chair. <laughs> should we just cook? I think we should go to the kitchen and cook and then watch the episode. <laughs> all right. See you guys in the kitchen. <laughs> We're going to boil the kettle so we can get the potatoes boiling. What's next, Josh? <laughs> so we boiled the kettle. Now we're just going to boil the shit out of some potatoes for about 20 minutes. Just whack them in your large pot. When I think of the Real Housewives of Auckland, I do kind of think of mashed potato. <laughs> really? Now we're going to get on to the sausages, the main part of the meal. Take your favourite fry pan. <laughs> Bit of oil, get it hot. We're gonna take our sausages and we just want to get have them in there a few minutes, turning them occasionally. We just want to brown them. You know, like how you brown meat for a curry without cooking it. We just want to brown these. They're brown and they're smoking a little, so we'll take them off the heat. Grab a plate, just put them aside. Now we get a pan back on the heat. We're gonna put in our mushrooms and onions and fry them until they're smaller. Onions and mushrooms are a lot smaller. So now we're gonna add in, this is why we didn't want too much oil before, a tablespoon of butter and stir it through. We wanna add a tablespoon of curry powder or paste and stir it through. Then we want a very large tablespoon of corn flour and stir it through quickly. So now we've got our cup of beef stock. Pour in the beef stock. Glastonbury porter potty. Am I right? Right. <laughs> Then we want to add a tablespoon-ish of sweet pickle. This is an actual curry, huh? When does a curry become a curry? Like, what really constitutes a curry? It's a good question. Is it when there's curry leaves in it? Is it when it... I don't know. Is Something it... to Google? Yeah. Listeners, let us know what a curry actually means. Yeah. I, I thought curries were when um, people used to cover up rotting meat with heavy spices. That would make sense. It's so hot in the kitchen. Oh my god. We're just sitting in front of the fan for a minute. My primer is melting. <laughs> primer. I'm not even wearing primer. So now that we've got that simmering, we're going to chop up our sausages into slices. Sausage slices into there. Add a little more water so we've got some more liquid. Give it a stir. And then you just want to let that simmer so the sausages cook and the sauce reduces down sort of over the next 10 to 12 minutes. So now what we're going to do, we've had the potatoes, they've been boiling, they're nice and soft. Before we drain them, we're going to make, uh, what we're going to mash them with very rapidly. So, fuck, I don't have a clean cup for this. Nope, it's fine. <laughs> you want to take your food process. <laughs> this will work. All right. You want to get your can opener? Open your can of evaporated milk. On gourmet garbage, we care about your waistline. And then you want to take a vegetable stock cube and halve it. There is something there in New Zealand about this. In what way? Well, thinking about dip and how beloved it is. How we like our salty powders mixed with dairy. Yeah, you're very efficient, kind of just want it done. It's, it's a very bish bosh bish country. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get that in the food processor because we want to blend that up. 
And then what we'll do is get our smallest pot. We just want to heat that up while we're getting the potatoes soft. So now we need to drain our potatoes. And then we want to add, if we've got any spoons left at this point, a little bit of butter. Of course. And using your best wooden spoon, just stir that through and it'll melt through the potatoes. Any greens? Yeah, the vegetable stock goes like little bits. <laughs> you do, oh, no, I don't have any spinach left. Like if you're making this at home, I guess green beans would be delicious would beans, on the side. Beans or peas actually usually do on the side, oh, I just yeah. don't have any in the freezer. I mean, I'm a spinach gal myself. So we've heated this up. Vegetable stock and evaporated milk. Yum. Bring it into the potatoes. The kiwi way. And then... God, that smells insanely good. We get my trusty friend, the hand mixer, to mash these. So we have our sausages, we have our creamy mash. We've got a little bit of fresh parsley to sprinkle on top. And I think we've got our curried sausage meal. Kiwi. <laughs> I would call this the kiwi version of poutine. Sausagey poutine. Yeah, so I, but minus the cheese, obviously. Yeah. There, it's just shameless uh, New Zealand comfort food, I think, is what we're going for here. Lover. Sausage curry. I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, that was the, like I said, the New Zealand version of poutine, I yeah. guess. That's um, New Zealand comfort food. <laughs> it really is. It's a wintry meal or a I've run out of money at the end of the month meal or a I just want to feel like I did when I was six meal. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I felt six for a little bit there. That felt like kind yeah. of like I was being comforted. Was it the curry or the chardonnay? <laughs> had a lot of wine. <laughs> And Real Housewives of Auckland. Yeah, we just refreshed on that episode that we've already <laughs> seen. I forgot how fucked it is. Oh, yeah. man. What but, a series. Yeah. So the American shows, which are all like all of the Real Housewives I've seen are the US ones. Mm. I just got into Potomac. Potomac? 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 Maryland, basically. Okay. And um, I'm kind of getting into more ones just so we can expand a little <laughs> bit on what we review. None of these women are as vicious as the women of Auckland in New Zealand. I had no idea. I went into this thinking they'd be so sweet and polite <laughs> and they just sound all like, you know, prim and supportive of each other. But holy fuck, they are monsters. And in the first season. Yeah, there's only one season and they're so vicious to each other. Yeah. These are my people. <laughs> so should we go through the cast? Uh-huh. So in no particular order except for alphabetical, uh, we have, first of all, Anne Batley-Burton. I'm like a fine champagne. I bubble, I fizz, and I'm the life of the party. Oh, she reminds me of my old boss. Otherwise known as Champagne Lady or <laughs> New Zealand's biggest pussy lover. <laughs> She, yeah, she loves cats. She's Yeah, she's, she's a small woman. Mm. She does remind me of, like, the kind of women that I grew up around that my mum would always refer to as auntie, even though they weren't related to us. <laughs> you know? Auntie Anne. Actually, mine was Auntie Anne. You had an Auntie Anne? Who wasn't related, <laughs> but was a bit champagne and posh. Yeah, she's just one of those just always happy 
yeah. champagne-y cat lady women with that are glamorous, glamorous yeah. cat lady, because there's two kinds of cat ladies. She's a glamorous cat She's the glamorous cat lady, um, not she, the decomposing cat lady. <laughs> she does have an interesting taste in interior design, though. Mm. All porcelain dolls and velour. Yeah. Next up, Angela Stone. My name may be Stone, but everything I touch turns to gold. Oh, man. We literally just watched a recap of her where she goes, I'm not fake. I'm writing a book on how to be real. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of these women in housewife history have had one woman in the group where they're like, she's so fake. And she never really is. This is the fakest woman. She reminds me. You know what she reminds me of? Who? The robot woman in um, The Good Place. Yes. Yes. Even looks like her. Yes. Is she even a robot? You know, she just like doesn't know how to be a person. She might be a robot. Well, Bravo says she's a fun, focused and creative fashion designer, stylist, author, lifestyle guru and mother. <laughs> That's Here's, so much. <laughs> right? The, the the first thing that I sort of, I didn't, because it takes me a while to form opinions on shows like this. And the first opinion I formed of Angela was when I realized uh, she's leaving her children in Christchurch while she goes to Auckland to film a reality show. It's not a great start. It's not a great start. For reference, Christchurch is an hour and a half flight away on a different island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Zealand's big. It's long. It's very lo- it's, it's it's lengthy. Not very girthy, but quite lengthy. Right. Uh, ne- next, we've got Gilda Kirkpatrick. I never start a fight. So I can't win. She's an author. Mm. She's. I'll tell you what. Really knows how to do her makeup. Oh God. She, I mean, she's gorgeous. Her yeah. makeup's always on point. She dresses cool. She's one of the cooler housewives. So she's originally from Iran. She moved to New Zealand. She lives in a house that is uh, collectively known in Auckland as the wedding cake house because it is such a weird design. Um, but she's a children's author. This is like a famous house? Yeah. The wedding cake house okay. on Paratide <laughs> Drive. It is. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, it's- no way. Oh, I'm going to look it up. But she's also a children's author of, they're, they're like comics, aren't they? They're actually cool looking. They I look mean, the awesome. one, the, the book that she's specifically releasing mm. in this episode is on cosmology and astrophysics for kids. Mm. Really cool illustration and design. So, I mean, that's It does just, look like quite a cool book. Yeah, it looks fucking yeah. awesome. She's cool. She's doing a pretty sweet book. Sorry, I just looked up the wedding cake house. It is so hideous. Yes. It is so confused on what it wants to be. Yep. It's like Notre Dame meets Louisiana Plantation. <laughs> it's just like, where are you going? That's that's what we call classic Auckland architecture. <laughs> uh, next, we've got Julia Sloan. If people are talking behind your back, then you're the one in front. Mm. Now, I don't really know what she does other than businesswoman. And that's all Bravo tells us about her as well. Blonde, businesswoman, berry covered lips. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Berry lipstick. That's Julia. And no, you raised a good point, actually, that she is like... Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought she was... She reminded me of all my friends' mums growing up, the ones that I was scared of, like the scary mums. She looks like the cold mum, the, yeah. uh, the cold... What's it called? Step-mom. The cold stepmum. Yes. She's beautiful and icy. Yeah. And and don't you dare spill squash on her kitchen counter. No, that's the kind of feeling. She'll I got. lock you. Oh, she will. She'll lock you in a disappointment closet. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Again, carry on. Classic Auckland architecture. <laughs> the disappointment closets. And now we've got Louise Wallace, and she's the one that I really knew before all of this happened. I made my money the old-fashioned way. I inherited it. 
Kiwi Ann Robinson for our English listeners. She really was, though, because she hosted New Zealand Weakest Link. Yeah, but she looks like yeah. Ann Robinson. Yeah. So they just hired another woman that looks exactly like Ann Robinson. Yeah. So I knew her because growing up, she was actually a really, well, she was quite a famous TV journalist on 60 Minutes in 2020 in New Zealand. I studied some of her work at broadcasting school. Yeah, so I, I knew her as a very serious investigative TV journalist, and now I see her on Housewives, and she is probably the cruelest in the most entertaining way. Yeah, she's really cutting, really icy, but I think that makes her really funny. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's just fucking mean, but I love it. <laughs> I think she's, it's really funny. She's also apparently, uh, after being a journalist and before just being a housewife, she was a field director for reality shows in New Zealand. So she kind of knows oh, what to say to yeah. get into. Yeah, she knows what to do. She to knows get what on. she's doing. Exactly. And finally, we have Michelle Blanchard. I used to strut my stuff on the catwalk. Now I'm a model housewife. Yeah. Well, Michelle is probably cattiest, I'd say. Yeah. She is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's married to... David Blanchard. David Blanchard. Who runs a supplements company, vitamins and shit. Naturally. Yeah, of course. She is gorgeous. She is an ex-model. And I think she's got the most cutting one-liners in the talking heads. It's just like very like Adderall-fueled kind of yeah. ragey. Like, I mean, it cracks me up. Like, she'll just be like, oh, she's just so big. She's a big woman. Just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Jesus, Michelle. She's so angry in the in the talking Have heads. Have some warm milk. I don't know. I think she's funny, but she's definitely the cattiest. Mm-hmm. I think she's, yeah, she and Gilda are sort of the younger ones in the group, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and they're also the two immigrants. So I think they... Where's Michelle from? They bonded over that. Michelle's originally from England. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was Kiwi. No, no, no. So she's originally English. Gilda's originally Iranian. And I think earlier in the season, they kind of bonded over that too, because they're the two immigrant uh, right. girls in the group. Oh, so yeah, so they kind of had a bond there. Yeah. I had no, I thought Michelle was Kiwi. I I, I must have missed that bit or forgot, because she does sound like... Yeah, she's been in New Zealand a long time. Right, so her accent's yeah. kind of building. Yeah. Interesting. Should I briefly wrap up uh, where the season has gone up until this episode? Yes, you should. So we started with, uh, we met all the women. Uh, We went to a fashion show where Angela um, manages to upset the table. And then they all go to a restaurant where basically Helen sues. Oh, God, yeah. The glass box restaurant that looks over the harbour. They're in a restaurant. This was episode one. Episode one, there's weight jabs. Yeah. So Angela says something about modeling before and Michelle's like, oh, you were a plus size model. Yeah. Leads to tears, leads to her fleeing the restaurant, leads to her coming back into the restaurant, leads to an argument. Yeah. Yeah, it was episode one. Yeah. Again, so much more vicious than the American Housewives. Basically, no fucking about. (laughs) Straight into that body issue kind of dysmorphia level of cruelty. (laughs) So if you thought that was bad for episode one, we go to episode two, where they all go to a dinner party and uh, Julia insinuates that Gilda was a stripper. (laughs) She'd fucking work that pole, though. She's gorgeous. Then we go to Anne hosting a pussy galore event. I don't remember much of that. Oh, my God. She does these uh, preventing animal cruelty events. She was wearing a mink coat. That's right. During one of these events. All the housewives were dressed cat, something cat related. (laughs) Right. It was, yeah. It and she was, wears a fucking mink coat. Yeah. Yeah. Prevent animal cruelty, but not my coats. 
then uh, then we get into episode four. Not much happened here except for uh, I just wrote this down. Anne has bird issues with a seagull. I don't even remember that. She got attacked. It was very funny. Right. Uh, then we go on to the holiday. Oh, man. So they fly to Australia to Port Douglas in Queensland. And the first thing that happens is... They're staying in a resort with villas. Villas have more than one bedroom. And the women are upset that they might have to share villas, even though this they have is, their own bedrooms. Yeah, this is such a classic housewives thing. They always go on vacation and there is always disputes over yeah. rooms. Yeah. I mean, who knows when, but we're going to get to Real Housewives in New York. It is a <laughs> running gag in that, that these bitches fight over these beautiful rooms. They're all identical. They're yeah. all gorgeous. And there's always going to be an issue. So it is so funny. Yeah. I was so happy that they had it in this, that they're going to fight over rooms. Yeah. And the thing is, they were all broadly identical bedrooms with ensuite bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, they all had ensuite bathrooms. Sorry, you have to share a kitchen and a sofa. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, <laughs> I think the one thing that I'd be a little put out about is if everyone got like an ensuite bathroom on a trip and I didn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's the one thing. You want to have your own shower yeah. and you know wanna you want Yeah, you want to have poop privacy. Yeah. Always. Yeah, so that's the one thing. But they always have their own bathrooms in this and they yeah. still get catty. It's hilarious. But then they went on a boat trip. How do we even talk about this? Yeah, this is this is tough to talk about. So this is what episode six, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so the boat trip starts episode five into six. Yeah. yeah. This literally made me almost not want to discuss this show because this was so out of the blue, inappropriate and shocking. Yeah. And that's why I assumed it wasn't continued. The fact that the show wasn't continued because of this is actually yeah. bizarre, like especially for a Bravo spinoff. Yeah. So they're on a yacht. Um, yeah. Julia, the kind of stepmom, basically throws out a racial slur. The the worst racial slur yeah. in front of Michelle, who's a black woman, and Gilda, who's Iranian. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, in front of anyone, it would be insulting. Yeah. But especially in front of Michelle, she throws out the worst word you could yeah. possibly say about being on a boat. I, I can't even go into it. It was like, we neither of us had seen this. We didn't know anything about no. this. We just went cold. It was so, so bad. Yeah. And it was chaos drinks were thrown there was screaming like how dare you yeah. of course quite rightly um julia's crying everyone's screaming everyone's crying i mean what the fuck was she thinking yeah who says that this was 2016 when yeah. this was filmed so yeah i was kind of like yeah this is this is a bizarre show yeah a couple of things that i looked up about this before we move on is i thought it was interesting how the network handled this because we did wonder why did this make it to air yeah how did it not get cancelled so what i'm in I, I don't know how i feel about it making it to air or how the network handled it but basically what happened is MediaWorks, the company in new zealand that produces it and and owns bravo in new zealand came out ahead of it and said this is what's happened this will be on this episode we considered editing it out we considered getting her off the show but we kind of wanted to show what happened and the reaction to it we've pulled all advertising from this episode but we're not making money from this episode, basically, and, and we deeply regret that it happened. Wow. Okay. I mean, if this was like a continuation, if the show carried on, she absolutely would have been fired. 100%. But because it was a one season, there was no point. Still, and obviously they've edited it by then. It's ready to go. Yeah. Probably yeah. the most inappropriate thing I've ever seen on yeah. any of these um, Housewives shows. Just like 
out of nowhere, punched in the face with a racial slur. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's move on from yeah. that because that was a lot. So we come back from Port Douglas, back to Auckland from the holiday. In a bid to lighten the mood, we've got uh, Michelle taking Anne for a hip hop class and Angela getting her photos taken for her book which was fairly entertaining. Yes, it was a woman in her prime letting <laughs> loose in front of the camera. <laughs> New Zealand, I promise New Zealand isn't usually this small, but when the photographer of this woman is the father of someone you went to high school with, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the wives get behind the wheel for some competitive car racing, which was so much more boring than it sounds because none of them went over about 40 kilometres an hour. Yeah. I mean, these aren't like the most reckless, entertaining women, I have to say. And then we get to book launches in episode nine. And that's what we watched tonight. Yeah. We'd watched this a while ago. Yeah. Before we'd even planned on doing a podcast. I think we watched this a while ago. It was quite early on in the relationship when I was like, look where I'm from. (laughs) And I chose this. so funny. Like, you've shown me this and uh, what was the other one? The Out of the Blue. Yeah, out of the blue, the the one about the shooting in the South Island. Yeah, I don't know. And then what was the other one? The one with Kate Winslet? Heavenly Creatures. Heavenly Creatures about two little serial killer girls. Yeah. Or not serial killer girls, little uh, lesbian murderers. Yeah. So, yes, New Zealand, I'll I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> look, when you're that far away from everything else. <laughs> look, look where I'm from. You've got to make your own entertainment. <laughs> Well, this was, um, yeah, this was, I think, definitely the most entertaining episode. I'm glad you picked this one because I remember laughing so much (laughs) through this. Yeah. So basically what we've got is uh, Angela and Gilda both launching their books. Very different books. Like we said before, Gilda's is a, it looks like a an illustrated, it looks like, it looks like a graphic novel. Yeah, basically. it's like a graphic novel yeah. about the cosmos for children. Yeah. It's pretty cool. The whole idea of it was to teach children some basic rules of astrophysics and our galaxy and the neighboring yeah. galaxies. Yeah. I think the book launches will be very different. I mean, Angela quite often oversells and underdelivers, and Gilda is the opposite. Meanwhile, Angela is launching a book called Being, Being Real. Real. Should probably say that in preparation for this episode, I did reach out to Angela's PR email address and try and get a signed copy of it, and I didn't hear anything. Oh my god, that is amazing. But I will keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> We just need a cameo from her where she can read more passages from the book. So we've got the two book launches. And like I said, they're very different. I believe Angela's book launch is going to be a very spiritual, ethereal affair. And I hope so, because I've just spent $2,000 on a jolly white dress that I possibly will never wear again. The first one we see is Angela's. And the first thing the other housewives see when they walk in is... Doesn't this room look amazing? What's amazing about it? It's like an old wine cellar, kind of, but not a cool wine cellar. It's just like a wooden (laughs) sort of wooden room. Um, And It's it's a bar that's had nothing done to it, basically. Yeah, this was a super... She's just like, wow, it's just like the the pub on Sunday. There's just like a couple of people there. It's like white-themed. Everyone has to wear white. If you think this room looks amazing, you must be blind. This place where she held it. I took my mum there for a drink when I was last in New Zealand. Not because it's fancy, but because it was next to where we parked the car. (laughs) Yeah, it has that kind of look. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Angela's not there yet. No. She's late. Well, I started to think if we got the day wrong, because 
Where was Angela? Where were the books? The room was virtually empty and my feet were killing me. Because she has to be fashionably late. Absolutely. To entertain her um, 14 guests for her book launch. Absolutely. So we... (laughs) So we have a handful of guests in the room. They're all having a drink. They, you know, they're chatting amongst themselves about how the night could get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Angela walks in with two own brand Chippendale dancers. So after an hour and a half, Angela finally sweeps in with these two young guys who are about 14. They're naked from the waist up. It looked ridiculous. Oh, man. Yeah, just two two of like the lower, the, the cheaper... Oh. Is that so mean to say? <laughs> Two of the lower-priced Chippendale guys yeah. that are just inexplicably standing there yeah. serving no purpose. No, they're not even serving food or drink. But they're there to be cheeky. Of they're course. there to give a little bit of cheek, yeah. you know? Bit of cheek to the evening. <laughs> and then it's announced by the MC that uh, it's time to move through to the next room, to which the first thing that's said is... So we walk into another room that looked... Exactly the same. We didn't talk about the little... Her friend starts dancing. What is this about? Her friend... um, I I black this out every time I see it. Yeah, she, like, had her... Her dear friend, who is also her spiritual healer, Mm -hmm. comes in and just starts kind of dancing and, and, like, in, in a white dress doing kind of, like, you know, throwing her arms around, just, you know... I would describe it less as dancing and more prancing. Yeah, she prances. Angela's like, oh, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then um, we have the MC slash healer uh, getting the title of the book wrong at the launch, which, correct Louise, massive faux pas. Um, she called it How to Be Real, which made it sound more like a dummy's guide than a um, an actual book. And she gives the funniest speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like... You know the saying. Sorry, I have to do the kiwi. I can't. I can't do the accent, but it's funnier in her You're getting voice. Getting better. So you know the phrase: when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. If a life were to throw our Angela a lemon, she would take the lemon, peel the lemon back, and ask the lemon, "Who are you?" Yeah. If anyone starts asking a lemon who they are, I think it's time to be sectioned. <laughs> and everyone's just quiet. Yeah. Oh it, my it God. is crickets. Yeah, then she, like, sprays the room with some healing spray thrice for energy. Three spritzes. Three spritzes of healing spray. We're going to give the room three sprays of this, and that is going to bless you and your book and help you bring it forth into the world. It's all just so weird. Yeah. They reveal the book and no one really claps. Like, a couple of people kind of start clapping. I also did, they did insinuate that it was on a weeknight, uh, which the housewives implied that means uh, cheap hire of the venue. Yeah, like Wednesday <laughs> at 4 was, p.m. Yeah. kind of vibes. Wednesday breakfast. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then Angela, of course, has to read some, uh, read an extract from oh, her from her book. And she reads like the most asinine quotes from her book that are just like this obvious blend of live, laugh, love stuff that you see like on your parents' walls, yeah. but stuff like they bought in gift shops that like wraps, you know, it's like wrapped in twine. That's like, yeah, don't, you can't climb. I got from Amazon. Yeah, it's like, if you don't climb the mountain, you won't see the view. Or like Life is like a fine wine or something. Or what is it? Like a fine wine, you just get better with age. I have soul goals. We are all souls having a human experience. Don't forget that one. I like to talk less, but think more. Your thoughts are a window to your soul. You never know what's around the corner. 
It could be everything, or it could be nothing. You keep putting one foot in front of the other, and then one day you'll look back and realize you've climbed a mountain. Anything you hate is for teaching you unconditional love. Anything you can't control is for teaching you how to let go and trust the universe. Namaste. Just fucking cringe little assurance sign oh just i just yeah she just it's like she's done a ton of coke and just compiled every single one she's ever read and written it into a book overnight yeah it's so funny and Uh, printed it glossy yeah so then we go to gilders and actually first i want to talk about the choice of location which i think well it did strike me as someone from this city uh, Gilda chose to have hers at the Jefferson and Fort Lane, which is quite a... I mean, it's a happening part of Auckland now, but it was previously the Red Light District, but it's quite a... It, it, it's a cool place. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gilda is way more popular obviously. than Angela. This is like a proper book launch. Angela had hers at the White Rabbit, which is at Victoria Park Market, which is a former trash incinerator. Oh, oh that's that's better. It's where they burnt garbage. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. Yeah. So we go to Gilders, and it's. I, th- I thought it was quite obvious from the start that this was more of a book launch. There was a publisher involved. There were publisher logos. There were cardboard cutouts. There was a step and repeat. There was yeah, actual exactly. stuff going on there. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, from the start, a little different. Yeah. And so it, it, it went as you'd expect a book launch to go. The ladies arrive. Everyone's having a drink. They're having a chat. They're all talking about how shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of bickering was. about it. It's so mean. Yeah. One of uh, Gilda's people is giving a speech and Angela just yeah. randomly shows up two hours late, apparently, from behind a curtain where this guy's giving yeah. her speech the- with a massive bunch of flowers. And it's scary, obnoxious. It's so funny. So she did. Not only did she not come the- through the front door, but she appeared through the curtain. <laughs> at the back of the and stage. And all the women are like, <gasps> it's so funny. It was a genuine what the fuck moment. Yeah. Throughout this whole thing, I should say the background music is the build mode on Sims. 100%. <laughs> it's like, do, 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 I got really nostalgic. <laughs> I thought one of them was that, um, that music, that weirdly chirpy music that you hear when there's a disaster going on in SimCity. Oh, yeah, like Which- when there's a fire yeah yeah which i think kind of reflected how the show went but, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so angela turns up in the most ridiculous brazen way and and michelle's like you should have waited until we finished i did michelle to which Michelle said... So, obviously, a lot of, uh, a lot of tension. Mm. It just wraps up with more tension between Michelle and Angela. Yeah. Gilda's obviously come out on top here. Anne apologises to Gilda for having the wrong impression of her and starts crying. She's, I'm sorry, I thought you were a stripper. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's not like it's a show to watch... Before you go on your trip of a lifetime to New Zealand. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where it slots into kind of a life. It's fun. It's pretty shocking. It's incredibly catty. I think it's over wine and good pizza with someone you trust. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's one to watch with your mom. 
Well, my sister did. Oh. My mum and sister watched this oh, together. Oh, I really need to talk to your mum about it, actually. <laughs> she, I think my mum and sister loved it. Well, I was waiting till we reviewed it so yeah. I, can, I can ask her what she thinks of it, because I want to know. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. I want to know if really she knows funny. any of the women. Oh, my God. I've, like, seen them around does? town, maybe. Oh, my God. I hope she knows Leanne. Leanne's the coolest. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a bizarre show. Yeah. It's funny, but we had to do it because you're Kiwi. We wanted to do, you know, we had to give a little shout out to New Zealand. These these beamer people. So there is a secondary character we needed to talk about. Oh yeah. There's always going to be a secondary character in these shows that just is this draw Auckland's Darcy. Draw <laughs> Auckland's Roman. It just draws, <laughs> draws our attention more like no. Yeah. So this is Angela's French assistant Leah, who she is obviously just hired so she can say she has a French assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and she is it's I always feel so bad judging people I don't know, but she is an ineffective assistant. <laughs> well, she she's not great with her English. No. She can't drive. She She crashed a car in episode three. Yeah, she doesn't really know what's going on, but I just love the thought of Angela because Angela just keeps going, Leah, my French assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She's French and she's your assistant. Is she, is she French? So when I first watched this, I genuinely thought, I don't think she's French and I think she's an actor because it was just way too over the top. And it turns out I'm not the only one who thought that. Really? Because I've been reading the gossip pages back in New Zealand in 2016 and enough people <laughs> enough people thought this that stuff, for any New Zealanders, you know that's tabloidy newspaper, stuff went into it and did a good dig. Uh, Leah, last name withheld by producers, did work for Stone for four months, is actually from France, has held a number of assistant and au pair roles around the world, and was very keen to be on the show. Well, thank God for that, because I, for one, refuse to be bamboozled mm. by a French assistant on exactly. TV. So, so she I could, was I real. I sleep well at night. She <laughs> was real and she was, uh, look, her driving could do with some work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, shall we get into ratings? Let's do it. So sausage curry. I'm genuinely interested how you thought about this because I'll be honest, that I think is one of the best sausage curries I've ever made. And one, I haven't made it for years because I haven't made it since I moved here. And two, I haven't made it with British ingredients. So I was worried it wouldn't taste so good. Um, For flavor, I would give it a 10. Yes. That's my first 10, but I have to say I would not have that every day. That's a very specific... Oh, it's not an everyday meal. It is not a healthy meal. No. I Like I said, for like third time around now, it is like poutine. Yeah. Not with ingredients, but with comfort. That yeah. is a meal to have on a rainy evening. It is 100% a comfort meal. That is... You've I just mean, come in from 12 hours of rugby practice. Yeah. So in that sense, it's a 10 that we all are in agreement here. It's mm -hmm. for when you really need it. Yeah. Because this is not a healthy meal, no. but it is absolutely the coziest, smushiest, warmest meal. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you, you enjoyed imagine. it that way because that, that was the intention. I loved it. I yeah. feel vaguely sick. That Me might too. be the wine. Um, <laughs> but that I, I'm going to give that a 10. Yes. Because it came from your heart. came from your fart. <laughs> Edible fart. Edible fart. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, sorry. That, that's a... That's an in-joke. Yeah, it's an in-joke, and you will be in on it soon enough. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was a 10. It was a 10, but, yeah, won't have it every day. No, I'll no, have no. it 
um, when, I'll have when it you when need I, some comfort, right? Yeah, I forgot like a broken toe. Or like middle of winter, miserable kind of day. Yeah. I think it's that kind of meal. Broken toe meal. <laughs> a brock toe. A brock toe meal. Meal for a brock. And how about Real Housewives of Auckland? It's wildly entertaining when you're in the mood, mm-hmm. but it's, I've got to say, it's my least favorite of everything we've watched so far. Okay. It is a six for me. Okay. That's not me saying don't watch it. Absolutely give it a watch because it's ridiculous. But for me, these shows are all about really connecting to the characters. Mm-hmm. And not it doesn't have to be connecting like I'm like her. I, yeah. I love her so much. But I like watching a journey. And it was one season it, and there's yeah. no journey. I, I, and I, I feel that as well. Like I feel like if it had gone on longer... Uh, that that perhaps it could have been one of my favorites to be honest i I think it needed a angela shouldn't have been on that show to be honest because she genuinely has zero i'm sorry this is so mean to say and i didn't want to be this kind of person on a podcast but this woman has no substance and i'm not interested in that like it's funny for a bit yeah when that i like yeah maybe if they didn't have her they needed i mean is there like a kiwi celebrity you can think of that would have been great on this well, that's because the, there's a difference between celebrities and housewives, isn't there? Because the housewives not, not are necessarily. often. I mean, Denise Richards is on the, you know. Newest... Well, that's no, that's true. And actually, yeah, the, the, there are a couple I can think of, but I just don't like them already. Really? <laughs> but I think they would be great on it. Right. So actually, yeah, yeah. Um, Kate Hawksby. Um, I can only think of Anna Paquin, but she's not old enough. No, and she's too, too, and she's too, too successful. She's too nice. Well, she's the only Kiwi person I can think of. <laughs> Former Prime Minister Helen Clark actually would be great. Oh my God, Jacinda. Jacinda! Can you imagine a reality show about Jacinda? Holy shit. Well, we, you were blown away today when I told her that she's a DJ. That, yeah, holy she fuck. Does that everything. is so cool. That um, is so cool. We need a reality show about Jacinda. Let's pitch this to her. Done. <laughs> Well, they're currently um, restructuring TVNZ, so maybe we could get that as part of the deal. Can I just say, if you haven't seen that clip of Stephen Colbert going to New Zealand for the first time, or is it the first time? Whatever. It is his first time in New Zealand. Yeah, Jacinda picks him up from the airport, and it's one of the most delightful things you can watch on YouTube for these talk show hosts. So go check that out. Stephen Colbert meets Jacinda. It's fabulous. To our New Zealand listeners, if you don't agree that that's the best use of the tourism tax budget, ever then no i don't want to go for it um so what would you rate well i would like i agree with what you're saying the character development needs more um but again it's only one season i give it an eight on a purely personal level because it takes me home of course it does and i'm massively homesick and i I see the places they're going you know? know and the places i've been and in, in a weird way, a lot of these women remind me of people I know. So it and, and I can probably can relate to them more than you can um, because yeah. of that. But purely as a reality show, agree with you. It probably needed more uh, time. It probably needed more work on the cast. But it is exceptionally entertaining and it is available wherever you can stream Bravo. And I implore you to watch it because it, I, no, it, I do it's agree. a fun series. Do, do watch it. I mean, because a lot of people like reality shows for different reasons. Yeah. I like them for the long. I like being in it for yeah. the long haul. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, bless you. What, <laughs> you like it because you're homesick. Yeah, it's my hometown. Oh, Come my on. Love. I haven't okay. been back for a while now. I know. We'll be back. Well, well I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going for the first time. My brother's there. My brother lives in Hamilton. <laughs> Which I've heard is like the slough of New Zealand. 
Slough or stains? I can't decide. <laughs> it's one or the other. Oh, yeah. But yeah, my brother's there. I miss him. Yeah, we'll be there soon enough. Yeah, we will. Before you know it. And in the meantime, wear a mask. <laughs> Please wear a mask. Josh wants to go home. Yeah. <laughs> So we're back to Bravo in a couple of weeks, back to California. Yeah. 30th of September. Yes. So what we've decided is, well, we talked about this a bit, but every few episodes, we're going to just do a bonus mm-hmm. episode, which is just really a same length episode where we just chat. Yeah. We talk about what's going on in the world, but keep it light. We're going to talk about each other, what's going on with us. We're going to read out some emails from you guys mm-hmm. and most importantly, talk about what's going on in the world of reality television, because why not? Yeah. Wouldn't that just be fun? It's not completely going to be an episode about us, but we need to get a bit of narcissism oh. out of us. <laughs> exactly. But and to read out some emails. And um, yeah, I think it'd just be good every few episodes yeah. just to have a kind of a less structured chat, because why not? And then the week after, we'll get back onto our schedule, which will be reviewing my very favorite, or I'd say, yeah, definitely one of my very favorite, my first love, apart from Below Deck. This mm-hmm. is the other show I got into at the same time right at the beginning of my relationship with reality tv so yeah so this is what's happening guys well that's a show that i have no idea anything about apart (laughs) apart from the central character yeah Um, i know nothing else about it i've seen nothing i've seen no previews no shorts no spoilers no nothing i'm i'm going to be going into it completely blind which is probably a good thing that we've got a couple of weeks to prepare (laughs) yeah we got a couple of weeks I think we're going to watch the first season of it, mm-hmm. possibly more, if we can, if we have time. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, in between then, we're just going to have a nice catch-up episode, and then, yeah, we'll be back to normal <laughs> normal episodes. So, if you do want to send us an email, because we'd love to read it out next week, we're hello at gourmetgarbagethepodcast.com. Yeah, we just want stories about, you know, how lockdown's been for you, mm-hmm. any shows you want us to review, kind of just some fun, yeah. like, fun stories. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. Tell Anything? us what you're wearing while you listen to us. Absolutely. Tell us what you're eating. Tell us what you're watching. It doesn't have to be reality shows. We just want some fun stuff to yeah. read out 100%. for you guys, because why not? Yeah. Also, of course, check us out on our Instagram. That's Gourmet Garbage Podcast. That's for updates, pictures, and links to the recipes. From now on, I'm filming Josh Mm -hmm. sweating away in the kitchen. Jesus, I was sweating tonight. Oh, my God, me too. (sighs) So we'll have a little video of each meal being prepared, Mm -hmm. because why not? And if you think you're as cool or cooler than Alan, the Arsenal-loving black cab driver, shout out to you, Alan, then follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Gigi the Podcast. He's the most... You, you know, Alan, I love that you're listening and that you've followed us on Twitter. You just... I mean, you're obviously not our core target market, and that kind of makes me really happy that you're uh, that you're with us. Hi, Alan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, and also, you can follow me on Eleanor underscore follows on Instagram. Just pictures of me being unemployed and my dog and kind of just, yeah, vapid pictures of London, really. But mm. I'm, I'm sh- I mean, I, I like it. My mom likes it. 
<laughs> and uh, I remain employed. So for pictures of my paycheck, follow me, J-W-O-O-O-T, on Instagram or Twitter. And anyone know of any visual effects jobs going, please check out my LinkedIn. Yeah. Eleanor follows and send me a message because I really need to get out of my parents' house. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's another great week. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we... It's great to have you back. Thank you. It's been lovely to be back. I'm glad my canoe was out. <laughs> and listeners, we, we love you. And yeah. we, we're we here for you. We're listening. My mum's calling. We should finish the podcast. Ooh, hi, Karen. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Gourmet. Garbage.